Welcome back to Probably About Politics. This episode, federal politics, local politics, an interview. Season four kickoff. Season four, election 43. We have on the show today an interview with Jenica Atwin, the Green candidate in the uh, riding of Fredericton in New Brunswick. Yeah, pretty exciting. Close to home, but also a really like exciting race that looks very competitive. A race to watch. Uh, depending on the polling site you're looking at, three-way tie, leaning green, leaning conservative, leaning liberal. Everybody's all over the place. There's statistical ties all over the place in Fredericton. Yes. And uh, CBC says it's a riding to watch. We say it's a riding to listen to. Yes. Please listen to us talk to you about it. <laughs> I, I think this is, we could say this is the start of our Canadian electric coverage. We're going to, we'll do more. The interview, I think, is an interesting one. I think that about all our interviews, though. Yeah. But we talk, on, we talk about, you know, how she got involved in politics, how the campaign has been going so far, kind of what, it, what it's like being a uh being a a political candidate Mm -hmm. and a little bit about policy uh but not so much that it's overwhelming because i feel like that's how most (laughs) (laughs) political interviews are right in the middle of a campaign but uh we got a little bit away from that and i think got to talk about you know the candidate instead of the politics so much yeah and it was exciting because i think we got to hit her like so we've gotten we've done interviews uh with a number of candidates but sort of mostly post-election and so we kind of knew from their experience like what it's like they talked to us about it but um there's kind of like the cool feature of her being in the middle of it so getting to talk to her about it while it's actively happening to her I actually, um, well, we kind of reference a few times, I think, throughout the episode, like that I had been talking to her previously, um, and I'd actually just been to a town hall sort of event that she was doing, and it was like, it was really cool to get to see, like, the way that uh, you you sort of have to field questions, and you're fielding all sorts of questions, and, and you're just, you got to be very on and very quick, and it was kind of like, see the campaign live, and then go talk to her about it afterwards. And so, from that... Listen to Jenna Cowan fielding our questions yeah. uh, with our interview today with Kaylee locally in Fredericton and myself over the internet for uh, Jenna Cowan, the Green Party candidate in Fredericton. We're here with uh, Jenica Atwin today, uh, the Green Party candidate in Fredericton running for uh, the uh, 43rd federal election in Canada. So thanks for coming on the show, Jenica. Thanks for having me. It's been a, a big day. We just had her do a town hall, so she's, I think, one of many stops today. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every day is like that. It's exciting. <laughs> yeah, this is our first time speaking with a, uh, a current political candidate. We've had people before they run, we've had people after they run, and we've had people who think about other people running. We've had yeah. academics, <laughs> uh, but our first candidate uh, during the campaign. Okay, exciting. So for those other people who, I guess, think a lot about politics, but don't actually um, necessarily run as candidates, um, could you talk a little bit about this kind of whole series that we do is about getting involved in local politics mm-hmm. and to try to make it a little more accessible. But could you give a little bit of background about uh, how you got involved in local politics, provincial politics previously, and now uh, at a federal level? 
Sure. Um, so I kind of always start with this idea that my family is very politically engaged. Um, so I talk a lot about my, my father, who's a municipal mayor, mm-hmm. uh, my stepfather, who is a, is a traditional grand chief, uh, my husband, who is an elected official. So it's like, it's just something that's natural to my family. And it's, it's uh, seemed like um, a good fit for me as well. Um, and so we've been very active in, on demonstrations and different protests for different issues. And I felt that for me in particular, this it was a better way for me to actually, um, you know, push some of those initiatives and those issues forward is to get engaged politically, yeah. um, because we could we still bump up against those barriers even though we're demonstrating or, or fighting for things. So it's really to kind of be on the inside and help to be that voice uh, to maybe infiltrate. So that's that's really where the idea of being involved in politics um, kind of began for me. Um, the the interest in politics began very very early. So as a high school student, I, I studied a lot of Canadian history. Um, I noticed a lot of the, the career paths of other politicians and other prime ministers, and I thought I would like to do that. So, you know, I, I actually planned on becoming a lawyer um, at one point, but uh, education actually uh, found its way into my heart and incidentally still led me to the political sphere. So, <laughs> yeah, so I think it's, um, it's, a, it's a path that I'm happy to be on, and it's, it's a nice uh, natural fit, as I mentioned. Um, but really the, the political, um, so putting myself actually out there as a candidate started for the provincial election in 2018. Um, I was a, a candidate in the New Maryland Sunbury riding. Um, and I honestly was just on maternity leave. I had my second child. I've got two children. I'm a mother of a seven and a two-year-old. Um, and uh, they're, they're Indigenous. They are, um, you know, they're my world. And so it was more of a motivation to really step up. And so it really just started by calling my local um, constituency office and saying, how can I get involved? Um, what's the what's the news on the street? What's the platform look like? What's, you know, what's the plans for the election in this area? And turns out I was the only one interested in that, in that riding and I became the candidate. So, uh, um, and it was, it was an amazing journey. Um, and I always speak to the leadership of David Kuhn and it was just so amazing to learn from him mm-hmm. and from his team. And just the whole process was really exciting to me. Um, whole different ball game now. I it was, a, it was a team of myself and my husband. We were out with, our, with the drill, putting up the signs ourselves and <laughs> doing my own communications. And so it was, uh, it was quite a steep learning curve, yeah. but I'm so thankful to have had that rolling now into the federal election. Um, and so this involvement was, was slightly different. Um, I went back to normal life. I'll put that in uh, quotations yeah. um, <laughs> to just back to my, my work in, in education and working as a community organizer in First Nation communities. And uh, but I, you know, I knew there was a looming federal election. I knew it was coming up. Yeah. I looked at the riding. I saw how massive it was. I thought about some of the challenges that that might present. And so I kind of sat on it for a little while. Um, and then the president of the, the Fredericton Riding Association called me up and mm-hmm. said, uh, you know, we were looking at you as a strong option as a candidate okay. for the Fredericton yeah. Riding. So, I mean, of course, it's really exciting to have someone approach me this time rather than just kind of on a whim on a maternity leave calling somebody up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I really started to think more seriously about it. Um, but it, there was a, a couple things that happened, in, you know, in a, in a few months time that really solidified it for me. And that was um, having lunch with Elizabeth May. She's a pretty persuasive lady. Um, and she, she also, you know, it was a, from the perspective of a woman in politics that I really appreciated her guidance. Because yeah. um, she kind of asked me, like, what are your concerns? Lay them out there for me. And, and most of them just surrounded my family. Mm-hmm. What's it, what does it look like? How, bringing two kids to Parliament Hill with me? And what my husband's position? Am I going to impact, you know, his mm-hmm. career? And she just kind of talked me through some of those concerns that I have, which are natural things when yeah. you're, you know, approaching this kind of an undertaking. Um, and so I thought even harder on it. But uh, to be honest, I, uh, I attended a funeral 
um, of a friend that I went to school with. Mm -hmm. And uh, she died uh, being a good Samaritan Mm -hmm. and helping out another motorist during a a blizzard and and ended up um, taking her life um, through an accident that occurred. Um, but the celebration of life was focused around how short life is, mm-hmm. um, how you got to go for big things in life. She was somebody who would just fly off to Australia on a whim and stay for three months and just kind of, <laughs> you know, so, and the whole, they kept saying in, in um, you know, in the celebration of life that life's too short to, to drink cheap wine. And I just, just those kinds of things <laughs> stuck with me. And it was that night that I sent an email off to the, to the riding association and said, I'm doing it. <laughs> so that's a yeah, very long like response, but, but it, uh, yeah, it, yeah, it makes sense. That it is a very like it's an ongoing thought process, and I think um, something I was sort of wondering is, I think we see politicians and a lot of the famous ones have very like careers as as lawyers, um, which I think we we mentioned earlier uh, in another conversation. But also like, so how do you see like uh, as a in your position like what is the career experience, how do you tie it to being a politician? I guess to just help people envision Mm -hmm. how a diverse array of professions, other than being a lawyer or some sort of doctor or, you know, I think that's where people see it and it looks like you have to, yeah, have dozens of degrees and and years, a huge long resume, I guess. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's always the challenge is, especially knocking on doors of uh, our more senior residents, they look at me and they say, who is this little girl that's (laughs) running for this this big position and what kind of experience could you possibly have to Mm -hmm. prepare you for this? Um, and so I, you know, I'm very eager to tell them I'm, I'm maybe not as young as they think I am. Like, thank you for the compliment. Um, you know, I'm 32. I've got quite a bit of life experience yeah. under my, under the belt now. Um, but so my background is in education, um, and it was very much by accident. So again, I went into university. I did an undergrad at uh, UNB in, in history. And mm-hmm. so Canadian and international military history and, uh, thinking that that was the natural step to, to going into a law degree afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, as, as it came time for graduation, I was really loving history. Um, so I decided I was going to start a, a master's degree in history. Uh, I did one semester of that and took some time off. To, I got engaged <laughs> and life took over. Yeah. <laughs> um, but through that, I, I took out uh, a local permit and began substitute teaching. Mm-hmm. Oh. And my very first gig was at my, o- my old high school. <laughs> um, and so I was working um, as a supply. So I would do, you know, physics or whatever they needed me for. Um, but I was also job shadowing. So I shadowed my stepfather, who was our First Nation resource teacher in the school and Native Studies teacher. Mm-hmm. And any days he would be out, I would step in for him. Mm-hmm. So it really started this kind of passion. Um, and I would also work with youth who had been um, suspended from school. And mm-hmm. I would go and actually into their homes and just go over the curriculum with them and make yeah. sure they were on top of activities. Um, and so this love of education started to grow and but also um a profound sense of inadequacy that i had you know because i stepped into this role but not really planning on doing it and then and how serious some of the issues that come up when you're working in a high school especially in a resource um kind of role yeah so you know for me it was the first time that a student came to me and said that uh they were thinking about taking their life Mm -hmm. and i remember the gravity of that moment and i remember um driving home in tears that day and and feeling so helpless and upset that i was in a position where i was supposed to be an advocate Mm -hmm. but i really didn't have the tools Uh, yeah so that's where it started to look at the whole system and look at some of the issues that we're seeing and and think about the ways we're failing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't want to just accept that. And I so I from there on, I took as much training as I possibly could in things like suicide prevention and uh, mental health first aid and just working as an advocate for youth and uh, drug and addictions, like just so many, anything and everything that I could get to be a better, yeah. you know, 
professional in that sense because I have these kids, these youth looking up to me to be yeah. that person to help yeah. them navigate the system to refer them to where they can go for resources. Mm-hmm. Um, so I continued on in my education. I got a master's degree in education with a focus on critical studies with an Indigenous lens, mm-hmm. um, and I'm so thankful for my graduate studies. Yeah. That's really where I kind of spread my wings and grew my confidence and felt like I could take on the world, um, and I was ready to tackle this system that I felt was failing so many. Yeah. Um, so I continued to, to teach. Um, I was given a role. I was called a First Nations Cultural Transition Coordinator. Mm-hmm. It's a mouthful. Um, for uh, is at Fredericton High School, and I was working for uh, a First Nation community there. And uh, same kind of resource role, but also with this really great... Um, you know, invitation for other classes to have me in as a guest speaker. So I would speak in law classes and political science classes and social studies classes, sociology classes Mm -hmm. about specific issues and how they came, they tied back to indigenous issues. So I would teach about like the Oka crisis or I would Mm -hmm. talk about the, uh, the Dakota access pipeline Mm -hmm. or just teaching youth to be critical about some of these things they're seeing in their media. So I loved what I was doing. um, But also in that same vein, being there um, as a resource, I continued to get, um, you know, these very serious referrals about mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, So a a passion was burning. um, And again, I'm seeing the system is failing. And so I thought I need to do something about this. So um, as far as that links to my to my role now as a you know political candidate is that I see a lot of similarities in the work of education mm-hmm. um, and I think we need more educators and more women <laughs> in, yeah. in politics because of that lens mm-hmm. um, because it's really as I said before it's it's um it, I think about life in in webs I think mm-hmm. about how everything is interconnected um, and education is this unique space where there's a lot of interconnections of society you see how poverty has such a you know crucial impact and on a student's learning capabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, you see just social justice issues. You see you know, discrimination. You see how all these things are coming, kind of playing out and how that's going to later affect our economy mm-hmm. and how that's going to affa- affect our healthcare system. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's, a very, it's a very smooth transition for me, I think, in what I was yeah. doing into now this political sphere. Yeah, education is like a very, ba- like a, you're at the ground level to see a lot of, mm-hmm. yeah, that makes Absolutely. sense. Absolutely. And I have a deep connection to that grassroots frontline yeah. perspective, and I, I want to maintain that. That's the type of politician I want to be, not, you know, head in the clouds. You've yeah. got to be on the ground. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> From Kaylee asking that question of what seems to you need on your resume, surprisingly now, this is the second person that has said uh, maternity leave is a great time to start, so that seems like a great thing to have on your resume. I guess so, uh, yeah. <laughs> to get involved with politics. Um, but... So from this kind of transition from, I mean, being on the ground level uh, and actually like educating and stuff and wanting to get involved like that, how does that kind of transition to kind of a bigger lens now actually directing this policy? And I know there you've spoken a lot about um, the influence of David Kuhn and having kind of strong mentor, like central leadership of David Kuhn and now Elizabeth May at a federal level. Um, but how do you think you will take that kind of ground level changing of how you want things to go to actually implement it at a, a high level? Mm-hmm. That's a really good question. Um, so what we've, I, I feel what we've been lacking here in Fredericton has been that ground level perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been running a, a really effective listening campaign. That's how I like to operate mm-hmm. is really going to people and asking them what issues matter to them um, and having them voice their concerns. We're noticing there's there's clear priorities that are emerging in the Fredericton area that we really need to focus on. Um, so it's about being really strategic in my approach because I know I can't promise the world to everybody. I yeah. know that I know what's, what's possible in the realm of possibility, you know, yeah. moving forward. Um, but 
again, Greens are in this unique position where we're not going to form government mm-hmm. um, on October 21st. We're, we're less likely to be engaged in, in a lot of the, the heavy-duty parliamentary mm-hmm. uh, committee work. Um, so we get to focus a lot more on our yeah. constituents on the ground. So I, I feel so fortunate for that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I have to maintain my integrity and I have to make sure that I, I can keep that focus there. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be more of a personal journey about making sure that, that those voices are heard and represented um, in Ottawa. Yeah. Um, and again, it goes back to leadership. We have an amazing leader who is willing to listen to me and to take my lead on these issues that she knows I'm passionate about and that my expertise um, really focuses around. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've even already had conversations about some of these these things that I want to see change. So I actually specifically asked Elizabeth to come here to Fredericton to announce our mental health plank because mm-hmm. I'm so passionate about that That's, issue. Yeah. Um, so it's really just about being within a party that lets me be who I am and, and be so passionate about these mm-hmm. issues and to listen to me while I'm listening to the people on the ground. So, um, and I think another key part of that is working across party lines. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not somebody who's just going to work in a silo and, and close my door and yeah. think I can do it on my own. Uh, it's very much a team effort. Um, I'm, I've, I've said this before. I'm, a, I'm an athlete. I'm a hockey player. I'm a ball player. Uh-huh. We need a team. Um, and so that's what I'm going in there to do. Right. I, so I guess something that um, sort of I've been thinking about. Um, so in our other regular episodes, we often cover um, like national elections that are happening globally. Um, and then, so I guess you see yourself as in, or you see the Green Party as being an active third party, potentially having the balance. And mm. I think something we've always, uh, we've noted sometimes is that the transition from being sort of the outside of the critic to being actually potentially in the government is a difficult transition. And you talked a lot about how you see working uh, across with different parties. I guess if you, you could talk about that, I guess, and, and working uh, in partnership and, and be what if you became part of the government in terms of you're in a coalition or what does that look like um, transitioning from being on the outside to the inside maybe? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's again about focusing on your priorities and focusing on what got you involved to begin mm-hmm. with. And I think it's it's kind of easy sometimes for people to yeah. go up to Ottawa and to forget about their responsibilities here on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, my main focus would be on the office here in yeah. Fredericton because yeah. otherwise what's the effectiveness mm-hmm. of, you know, of what you're doing? Um but yeah, I mean, there is always that risk of getting kind of caught up in the machine and, yeah, and, and yeah. being given other responsibilities that mm-hmm. take you away from these ones. So I think it's about being really clear about um, even turning down some opportunities to do, yeah. because it, you have to keep your focus here, mm-hmm. I think. And and that's how good governance is going to be in Canada moving forward is mm-hmm. if we focus on our constituencies yeah. rather than on what's happening always at that national yeah. level. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, that's come up actually in some of our debates that you know, that I, I continue to bring it back home to this Fredericton riding, yeah, but I've, yeah. it's been suggested that, well, this is a federal election and we have to yeah. think nationally. Like, we do, but we represent New Brunswick and we have unique challenges mm-hmm. here. We have unique demographics and that's what we have to fight for because yeah. we have consistently been the forgotten province. Yes, yes. Um, and I don't accept that. I'm so proud to be from here. I've never left. You know, most people <laughs> I know have left and gone. Um, but I am from here and I'm staying here and yep. I'm, I'm raising my kids here and mm-hmm. I'm going to do everything I can for the specific constituency. So I think that's a, it's a good thing for me to keep in yeah. mind is that as new opportunities present themselves, you got to keep your eye on the prize and what got you involved in the first place. Mm-hmm. So I guess, so that was maybe a more a complicated, bigger picture. But like, I guess about campaigning right now you're sort of you're in the middle of it yeah um yeah like what is what is the job of being a candidate like so far like is it i mean it seems exhausting i guess to, <laughs> yeah. but but it, I, there must be an upside to it people keep doing it I don't yeah know. <laughs> um it's extremely demanding for yeah. sure um it, 
every day when I kind of get home and reflect on what the schedule has been like for that day, I'm just amazed that I can't believe I was at all those different places <laughs> yeah. and I talked to all these different people, but, but it's still rewarding. And I think that I'm enjoying it so much that it's allowing me to keep going. Yeah. Um, there, there was, you know, if there's ever a point where you're not enjoying it, I don't think you're in the right place. No. Yeah. Um, so that's something that my, my husband, we're very, very close. Um, he, it's what he asked me recently. He was like, so are you loving it? Is this, yeah. is, is this, is it going how you hoped yeah. it would go? And, and it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because of that human elephant, mm-hmm. el- elephant, element. <laughs> I, uh, I love connecting with people. And again, that comes from being an educator yeah. and working with youth and working on the ground and being a community mm-hmm. organizer is I love people. So I feed off that energy. Yeah. Uh, it keeps me going. Oh. Um, some of the best stops are at uh, schools. You know, yeah, we went to an elementary school recently. And after our Q&A with the kiddos, I was swarmed with hugs and yeah. signing autographs. And I was just like, what, what is happening right now? <laughs> like this is, you know, so there's so many rewarding moments that really get you through the, the, the kind of tiring yeah. moments yeah um and it's just about balance as well so trying to balance your time um we need to focus i think as well on on everyone's well-being on the team as we get closer to election yeah. it's it's a marathon you know it's not a sprint so we've got to make sure we're all feeling good as we get to the end uh we've got a great office atmosphere mm-hmm. i'm really happy with that as well mm-hmm. so just the the vibe and the energy is there and and the momentum really helps the you know media requests that are coming in or sign requests it's just reminders of you you're doing this for yeah. a good reason and you know in, if you're as long as you're enjoying it yeah, keep plugging away and you know you've already you've already, you're already a winner if i could be as yeah. cheesy as that <laughs> or, i don't know if alex remembers this but we we talked to uh the mayor of yellowknife just after she won and she'd had something like uh, like just the amount of steps she'd had on her speedometer so I was wondering Uh-oh. maybe you kept the speedometer at all I didn't but that would be really interesting to see <laughs> it was a, that was pretty uh, remarkable I know that my clothes are starting to fall off oh, me like that's how <laughs> so you spoke a little bit about how much you've been going door to door which is a huge part of campaigning um, and also a little bit about how you're trying to tie back the fact that you are running in Fredericton even though it's a federal election but what are kind of the issues that people are talking about when you meet with them? Are they talking more on like a global scale? I mean, a huge thing in the news this week and last week and most weeks now is uh, climate change, climate crises, these huge strikes that are happening, the UN summit recently. And then also people being upset about small things that are they can be just as upset about uh, happening right in their own uh, neighborhood. So how is that kind of maybe different from the uh, provincial election and also kind of what do people really care about? I mean, we hear about what people care about in the news, allegedly. Um, but do people actually care about that stuff door-to-door? Yeah, so the door-to-door has been amazing. Um, I'm having a really great time doing the canvassing. It, okay. And it's kind of, um, you know, in the beginning, it can seem really daunting to go to someone's house and into their domain and mm-hmm. ask them about what issues are important to you. But it's been going really well. Um, and I would have to say the two issues that are coming up, which really fit with this kind of model that I'm hoping to, to represent is... Mm-hmm climate change. So yeah. we've got this global mm-hmm. issue and, and mm-hmm. we, we need to attack on a national scale with real leadership and real targeted efforts. And then healthcare, yeah. which is very much a provincial issue mm-hmm. and is specific mm-hmm. to, you know, what's happening to Fredericktonians. They, they know what they need here. They know what the, the issues are. Yeah. So those two, which is a really good focus for me to keep me again on that global national mm-hmm. scale, but also bring it on home because yeah. we have some very severe healthcare challenges here in New Brunswick that we have to address mm-hmm. immediately. So that has to be our priority. And those are what's coming up at the door. And that's all age ranges. Mm-hmm. Even the young people are talking about healthcare. Even the older people are talking yeah. about climate change. So it's like this nice, yeah. you know, meeting of the minds where finally we're all agreeing on things. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm really hoping for some actual movement come October 22nd. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think, so I, I noted sort of from hearing you talk in other spaces and earlier, um, like you, you're sort of talking about it in in how can we be positive about it, and yeah. um, which I think is something that um, we've recently done uh, an interview with uh, Professor Don Wright at UMB um, and talking about how do we come up with climate policies and, and talk to our constituents potentially um, about the climate policies we want to do, but in a very, yeah, in a pro- proactive way, in a way that's that's like, here's how we're going to solve it, not necessarily yeah. the, the doom element of it. And I guess, uh, how, I guess, how do you go about when, when you're talking door to door, I guess, about maybe, maybe you come to a door and that person is just really feeling quite dreadful about, mm. about climate change, but how do you guys, or how do you feel that you talk about the issues and how we can address them and make it into a positive future for Fredericton, New Brunswick, Canada, sort of thing. I yeah. Um, so just to mention uh, Don Wright, I, I watched that, that podcast. Yeah. Uh, he was very influential for me as a student. He was my political science professor. Um, so I was really happy to see him talking yeah. about the issue in that way. Yeah. Um, and boy, does he ever, you know, about how people can come at you with those counter arguments. Like yes, he did yeah. such a great job of, you know, really reaffirming the science and coming back yeah. to the focus point instead mm-hmm. of getting distracted. So I really yeah. appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what I'm doing at the doors as well. It's like, I, I understand that there's a lot of um, anxieties even associated mm-hmm. with what's happening and, and there is the doom and gloom and the media is not very uh, positive these yeah. days and we're talking about it, um, which at least has made it a priority. Mm-hmm. So that's a positive in and of itself. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I, I kind of just reassure people that I wouldn't be getting involved in this if I wasn't optimistic. If I didn't mm-hmm. think this was a job that we could tackle, I wouldn't be putting my name forward to do it because, <laughs> you know, what? Yeah. why would I do that to yeah. myself? So I really see it as, as opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for a lot of people across the political spectrum, um, so that's what we're seeing for support, which is mm-hmm. really great. So it's not just one side coming over or the other. It's across the political spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we speak in terms of job opportunities, mm-hmm. of industry growth. Yeah. Um, and I think that that reaches anybody, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because that's another thing that's coming up at the doors is jobs yeah, and, and, yeah. and economy. So I, it's it's about showing that um, the Green Party has a, has a clear plan for all mm. sectors, including yeah. economic growth, um, which is really exciting. And the opportunities in retrofitting our homes, mm-hmm. which we can all feel good about and we can pay someone a good wage while yeah. they're doing it. And, and, you know, so and save ourselves money in the long run on heating costs. Um, so it's just across the board. Mm-hmm. I just see so many opportunities yeah. uh, for municipalities to, to, you know, to grab hold of some really great um, projects and, and to empower entrepreneurs. And there's just, I just think it's exciting. So I think it's yeah. a good time to be green. It's yeah. a good time to be alive. And it's a good time to be involved in politics yeah. because there's this appetite for change. Mm-hmm. And if we focus on the positive, I think there's so much we can accomplish. Yeah, I, th- I think about that even, yeah, even in like uh, healthcare being a big issue for you is that, yeah, if, if we're adapting our healthcare system to be, uh, meet the needs of, of, of changing climate, of changing uh, infrastructural needs um, surrounding that, like we're also making it better for ourselves at the same time. Yeah. And that, that seems that's mm-hmm. a really interesting, I think, way of looking at it, all political issues. So I'm glad we got to talk about that yeah yeah it's easy to talk about climate change and politics because i think we said this with don Wright as well that all politics are climate change now yeah and it's really a lens to look through everything and it's not just really related to you know how many windmills we're going to put up yeah wind farm yeah yeah Yeah. that's something i've also been thinking about it's like there was some sort of talk about um i think maybe at the more at the federal leaders level of like doing a climate debate but i i've always sort of thought well maybe you should just 
in every issue of a debate do have a climate element that you have to be able yeah. to speak to because that's sort of more how it more how it looks at the door I assume mm-hmm. when you go talk to somebody than uh, yeah. specifically just climate change as an issue I guess yeah, yeah. because we all have so many issues that we care about mm-hmm. so it's got to be kind of you know all encompassing and actually the first couple of debates didn't come up so I was you know I'm, yeah and so I'm mm-hmm. also interested for the debates on the environment specifically mm-hmm. to see how they're going to form or frame each question to yes, be related yeah. to, to the environment so you know I'm, I'm excited to see how that plays out but I also mentioned um, you know in, in the previous setting as well yeah. about how we're seeing the other parties actually fighting over who's like greener or who has yeah. the better climate plan yeah. what a great problem to have yeah. <laughs> is, you know so I'm, I'm so optimistic for many reasons because we're not the only one talking about it anymore mm-hmm. we finally have credibility yes. which is great to see um but you know they're on board too so yeah. let's go canada you know like <laughs> yeah. it, the future looks bright <laughs> <laughs> For sure. so the election is in 20 some days now yeah <laughs> you are we're pretty much almost exactly um right in the middle of the 40-day campaign around day 16 uh and Looking at polls, I don't know how much you guys look at polls in the campaign, and maybe you can <laughs> uh, speak to that a little bit. Uh, but there's um, quite a bit of momentum being gained uh, by uh, yourself in uh, the Fredericton riding. Um, and so going into kind of the second phase of the campaign, is there anything that happens differently? Like, do you guys do anything different for the second half? Do you, how do you take what people are saying at the door to you and those who you are meeting with? How do you take what they're saying and do you incorporate that into what you do going forward? Or how much do you have to have your kind of mind made up before you become a political candidate, uh, before you start knocking on doors? And how much can you let kind of those people influence what you do? Um, well, I mean, it. It, again, it's nice to see that what we're hearing at the door is aligning with our our values and yeah. our priorities. So it's it's making it you know a nice smooth uh, campaign in in that sense. Um, and as things get closer, it's really just about continuing to get out there. So the door knocking is so important. We can't let up on that. That face to face time is so important. Uh, and you see people's minds change in that moment. So it's like a two to three minute pitch at the doorstep, but it's so effective. So that's for me is is canvas, canvas, canvas. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've got tons of debates, tons of town halls, tons of Q and A's. Yeah. Um, and there's there's a little bit of back and forth on, on how effective that may be. There's some sometimes there's a view that people that show up to these kinds of things are already entrenched in their their viewpoints and they're really not going to be swayed. But there's also this concept of a big undecided vote actually showing up to these to hear from their candidates. Um, and so. And, and and we're never going to be, um, you know, the party that hides out. We're very much about getting out there and talking. Yeah. So I think any opportunity we've been given and we've just been filling the schedule to get out there. And, mm-hmm. and because that's the kind of MP I want to be. I, I want them to know that I am available. I am willing to talk about these issues. So our, our ground game is really strong. We're going to keep, you know, keep building momentum. We're going to keep recruiting volunteers, getting more people out to help us knock on the doors. I think that's, that's important for this last push. Um, sign requests are just flying in. We've had to order signs again so it, so it's just continuing to keep up with that demand and making sure we do all of our follow-ups so if we've missed anybody if they've asked for a call back we've got to make sure that they get that call back in the you know the short time that we yeah. have left because it shows that we care mm-hmm. um it shows that we're doing the work of, of what an mp would be which is to get back to your constituents yes. on these yeah. these key issues um our social media campaign is 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 going really well um we're seeing a lot of growth um every day which is great so like, just keep that momentum up we have to keep Keep it up because we can't stagnate. Uh, we can't like let up in any way. So just keep plugging away. So from that 
you talk a lot about door knocking. It sounds um, fun and interesting, uh, yeah. or at least like a, a really neat way to see your community and the people that you don't know always see. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the best way? Like if you're somebody who's maybe not ready to be a political candidate um, or work in a campaign more committedly, I guess, uh, is that is that a, the best way to get involved? Or what are what would you like to see people getting? How would you like to see people getting involved in cam- in campaigns, whether it be yours or? Yeah, I mean, there's so many different roles uh, for volunteers on the campaign. We've got we've got data entry people that are yeah. so important. We've got <laughs> phone calling people, which are so important. We've got people who bring us hot cooked food to our office, and that's yeah. so important. <laughs> um, so I think it's it's more down to what the volunteers comfortable mm-hmm. with and what they would like to do. But if they're particularly engaged or wanting to be engaged mm-hmm. in the political part of it, yeah. I think the canvassing is a really great experience, and we've been encouraging a lot of people to come with us. Um, mm-hmm. And whether it's them not really doing the talking, just kind of recording the issues yeah. and recording, you know, where the, they, they lie and their political leanings. Um, but it's it's also neat to see the candidate in action and to see what other dedicated volunteers mm-hmm. are, are, you know, what they're saying at the doorstep. So I think I think that is a really great way to yeah. get involved. And I, I had never done it before, you know, before the yeah. provincial campaign. Um, <laughs> and even then, my riding was extremely rural mm-hmm. and very large. So it was really difficult. Nothing like what I'm experiencing here, which is like a consistent canvas daily, yeah. you know. So, um, and it's it's been great. And uh, I also, I'm ex- exploring different parts of the city and the different parts of the riding. And I'm, I always, I joke that I'm like a squirrel. I'm easily distracted by all the nice things in their yards. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I love this over here. But it's, it all helps make that connection yeah. to people too and show that really human side of this, this work that we're trying to do. So, yeah. And I guess like beyond that, like, I mean, so this is our our podcast. We are constantly, I think, talking about the importance of voting. I yeah. guess so. Probably all our listeners are gonna be voters, or we'd we'd hope they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess in is there a, a pitch that you have for why maybe this election is particularly important to get out and be a voter in or like the impact that an individual vote has I guess in in this federal election yeah I mean I've been watching a lot of probably too much of the the news lately um, (laughs) just to follow in all the political commentary and there's a fear that with all the apathy that exists, with all the dissatisfaction and what they've seen um, over the last four years, that there's a risk that there won't be a great voter mm-hmm. turnout. Yeah. Um, and I would encourage the exact opposite, that this is the time to have your voice heard. And if you felt that before my, vo- my vote wasn't going to do anything, well, here in Fredericton, we've got a yeah. real shot at your vote making an extreme difference yes, and yeah. showing where your values are and showing what your priorities mm-hmm. are and having someone represent them for you in Ottawa. So everybody get out and vote. I'd love to see record numbers across Canada mm-hmm. because it would truly show where we stand and it would bring that unity piece back. Because mm-hmm. if we can have a good turnout on these key issues, then we know that the majority of Canadians want us to move on them. And so hopefully we'll see them happen. Yeah, yeah I've been I've been talking to some friends and they're like, how can I participate if I don't want to volunteer? And I was like, maybe go find three or four people to take to the poll with you when you go. And yeah, vote. Like, yeah, exactly. So. Yep. Driving yeah. on poll day. You know, there's also volunteering with Elections Canada is yes, a great way yeah. too, just to see how it all works and yeah. or working for them. There's mm-hmm. job opportunities too. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you for coming to do this. And we'd definitely like to give you like a minute or two of you. If there's anything you want to close with or anything you want to talk to, you want us to cover or ask us, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I think, I mean, something we didn't necessarily touch on was um, an anti-poverty strategy. Mm-hmm. So again, I talk about things in webs and how they're interconnected. Yes, and that's yeah. a really important piece to the discussion as well. Mm-hmm. And also impacted by climate change. Mm-hmm. The most vulnerable will be the first to feel yes. the, the really yeah. serious effects. Um, so I'm very proud of being a part of a party who takes poverty very seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, a lot of other parties will talk about the middle class, middle class, middle class. But, you know, this issue came up in a town hall as well, where we don't even know what the middle class 
class is anymore. We yeah. don't know who actually fits okay. in that category because all of us are struggling. Yeah. Um, and so our anti-poverty strategy is really centered around a universal basic income. Mm-hmm. And I, I am so hopeful in the prospect of what that could do for so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that again has to be one of my priori- priorities as well um, because it's all interconnected. And just yeah. I, and it's specific to Fredericton as mm-hmm. well, this is an issue that we see. Now that it's getting colder, it's really been on my mind mm-hmm. about the individuals who find themselves homeless in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, you know, we can't always fight for the ones that we think that are in this middle class position because they have yeah. all this, this influence and power. We need to fight for those who don't have a voice and for those that need us the most. And we need to have a really strong anti-poverty uh, strategy in Canada and globally. Mm-hmm. So the Green Party ascribes to the 30 sustainability goals of the United Nations as well. And that is to end global poverty. Yes. Um, and uh, it, it's not an I- it's ideal. It, it is a real possibility yeah. as long as we go at these issues the, with the way we want to. You know, yeah. with a really hard, targeted approach. I think it's possible, um, and I, and I have to believe in that. You know, because otherwise, I I wouldn't be doing this. So, anti-poverty. I just like to hit home with that one as well. Yeah. And I think that uh, hitting on the fact that the UN, uh, like that, goes all the way up to the international. I think is you can see the way that sustainable development goals of the UN should come down all the way to the local level and have an impact, and mm-hmm. and that we need to have yeah some uh, need to be considering the local, the the national and the international at the same time, and how they're connected. We can't fight all at all only one level, I suppose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I think, and, and just in that same sense, as a closing as well, is, um, you know, a lot of issues I'm hearing at the door, too, are, are municipal mm-hmm. or, or, yeah. or, or provincial. But I think we need to work together. And, yeah. and, a, and a sign of a good MP would be knowing how to work across those lines. Yeah. Um, and uh, having a great relationship with someone like David is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Having a father who's a municipal mayor is, is a great <laughs> in as well. Having someone who's in uh, First Nation politics as yeah. well. So I really want to put all those pieces together. And that's how we move forward together as a country. Yeah, for sure. And I guess is that something like at the door? If you get a municipal question, what do you do? You say like, "Hey, I know where you could go talk about it," or is it trying to tie it back into the fed your federal campaign? I guess or uh, no, we, we we take down their concerns and we we direct it to the you know where they can find the help. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> it is, it's, everybody has to be involved. I guess. To yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well. Thank you for uh, coming on the show today. I'm sure you have somewhere else to run off. To. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks so much for having yes, me. Thank yeah, you very much no, I for appreciate doing it so yeah. much. And I appreciate the, the different types of questions too, because you know we've yeah. been in a lot of different uh, forums, and yeah. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks very so much. much. <laughs> well, great. That was Jenica Atwin joining us in Fredericton. Uh, she's the Green Party candidate for Fredericton for the upcoming federal election in Canada. And don't forget, even if you don't live in Fredericton, even if you don't want to vote green, get out there and vote. Yeah. Hopefully this inspired you. Yeah. Oh, maybe this enraged you so much that <laughs> you have to vote now. Yeah. Uh, but whatever the whatever that may be, take some advice. Bring some other people who don't want to vote, who say mm-hmm. that they're you know, fed up of the whole system. Show them this interview. Yeah. And, uh, you know, figure out, like, you can vote early. You you can vote right now if you want to. Um, so, you know, go figure out where you can do it. It's not, it, they make it very easy nowadays, as far you as I can tell. You just walk outside and just yell who you want to vote for. <laughs> Give me a ballot. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty easy. You just say, I declare, and then you vote, yeah. and then... Uh, somebody's tallying it yeah but make sure you have a piece of picture id yeah. 
Do you need photo ID? No, we're off track. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Probably Vote Politics. Uh, the election is October 21st. Our Canadian federal election coverage is just heating up. We had this interview today. We're going to be covering the election going forward. We got 24 more days coming of some stop Canadian election coverage. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, don't forget to rate and review. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast. Listen to us on Apple iTunes. Listen to us on Spotify. Listen to us on every single spot you can get your podcasts. And if you super love the podcast, Find one of us in person, probably. That's how you're going to get this stuff. Yeah. Uh, send us a tweet. We'll send you a sticker. We got beautiful, probably about politics, Look. maroon, glossy, two-inch, high-quality stickers. Best stickers i ever seen. And, you know, I think you take the advice we gave you on voting and bring five friends to this election or to this uh, podcast, and we'll give you a sticker. <laughs> if you can prove that you've given five friends i guess that's actually that is an easy way to do it because for, for, for that you just walk outside and yell listen to probably about <laughs> politics no photo id required none at all and so thank you for listening to the podcast uh and thank you to uh jenica and uh, her whole campaign team who are great setting up this interview and uh don't forget to uh subscribe to the podcast and thank you for listening to probably about politics mm-hmm.